Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. This week, we'll be joined by comedian and manager of the Dell Boys, Paul McCaffrey. But first, John, let's talk about game work for game week. Game week 13. But also at the start of a very exciting week for the Comedians FPL podcast, because this is our first double game week, which means it's a double episode week. It is, yes. And and may I respond to a number of people who've twatted and emailed us to say it's not a double game week. It is two game weeks within a week. So a double game week is, of course, when a team will have two fixtures that fall under the banner of, say, game week 13. This is game weeks 13, 14 and 15 running concurrently within a tighter time frame. Thanks for your emails. And we're pleased to make that correction. I, I was going to ask you how you feel about that, because you're a pedant. You hadn't spotted that. Did you feel triggered when those emails came in? Uh no, I, I I'm always pleased to be corrected. Uh, you know, as a fan of correction, um, mm. you have to you have to get these things right. I think it's a it's a, it's a forgivable mistake. It's one of those things, isn't it? When you say double game wake, what you mean obviously is there are two sets of games this week, by which I mean a human week. But of course, game week is its own terminology, referring to a set of fixtures. So we, I think we can all you'd have to be pretty unreasonable not to understand where that confusion has occurred and, and, and not to yes. think it's going to happen again. Well, that's true. I mean, you are a fan of correction. In fact, your your nickname on the circuit obviously is Tipex because you love correcting things and you're white. Is it? No, I just made that up. Ah, uh, it's just that, that oh, toss. If you had a nickname, uh, it wouldn't be that, mate. Yeah, and you don't you don't really you don't really see as much of it about as you used to. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you're Rico. I'm Fordy. They're not the most imaginative of nicknames. Mm. If you want to come up with a new nickname for us, email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. Is there a new FPL? I mean, I guess Dark Wizard has become mine because of the curse. But I wonder if we could get maybe maybe better nicknames. Don't you fancy a better nickname? No, I, I coined no. Well, I coined Rico myself because I wanted a better nickname. I just kicked my Christmas slippers there. If anyone heard the jingling of the bells, have taken Do it again, them off. Please. Oh, Santa's coming. Christmas slippers on today. Why not? A little bit early, but who cares? Um, I don't think no. it's early. I think, I think you're bang on time. Let's be honest. Nobody called me Rico before I said, I want you to call me Rico. I said that because it sounds cool. It sounds Spanish. It sounds like uh, a washed up cop, Rico Rodriguez. That's my alter ego. What they used to call me before that was pube head, microphone head, <laughs> Win it for some period, um, <laughs> which I really didn't like. You know what a win it is, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, it's a tightly coiled bit of hair around the anus. Yes. Yes, and that's why they call me it, because I look like a tightly coiled bit of hair that hangs around someone's anus. And you so, smell like... I've been delighted that Rico has caught on. And I know very well, when it, people say, hey, Rico, I picture uh, Agent Rico Rodriguez, other people use it ironically because they picture a short, sweating, balding, uh, slightly pot-bellied Lancastrian man, and, and it's funny to them to call me Rico. I get it, but I don't mind. See, I always called you Rico because I remember a footballer who played for Notts County, I think his name was Ian Richardson, captained them for many years, and his nickname on the terraces was Rico as an abbreviation of Richardson. So I, yeah. I didn't realise that you'd had to give it yourself. I, I, I just assumed that was... I just took it as red. 
What if you must have had nicknames? State of you. Yeah, my first nickname at primary school was Scab because of um, the the severity the of my eczema. And, oh. uh, well, that's it. I grew up in Nottinghamshire, so it was it felt very topical to me even as a primary school kid. Then secondary school happened. And um, my flatulence became a real issue. But my eczema was still present. And my English teacher, who used to give me permission to just leave the class if I needed to fart, um, <laughs> called me scratch and sniff. <laughs> the lesser of two evils letting you leave the room to fart. Presumably fought against that for a while. It's like when kids keep asking to go to the toilet and the teacher's like, look, you go to the toilet in break time. And then if one kid's repeatedly wets their pants, then the teacher learns, I need to let that one go. But I wasn't asking to leave to fart. I mean, who does that, right? It would just happen. And he just said, look, if you need to do it, just get up and leave because it's less disruptive. Well, as we've discussed from the gig that you stopped, the entire performance of a band that you halted, mm. someone has done this. It is, you know, he's he's just a guy trying to teach kids English. I imagine he doesn't want the grief of your fetid innards uh, well, polluting his atmosphere when he's teaching people to love Laurie Lee. Talking of... Fetid innards polluting mm. my atmosphere. Let's just get this over with at the start. It's eleven the... three. It is eleven three. Well, is it definitely going to be eleven three? Is there any way I can catch you? No, because all the games are finished and you've lost. Right. Okay. I got slightly confused by the double game week thing, thinking, oh, maybe we're halfway through. And... No. Nope. Okay. Damn it! I, at Damn time it! of at time of recording, it has to be says have forty two points, uh, and I'm subject to a minus four because I made substitution, so that becomes a thirty eight. You have scored thirty three points. However, uh, on account of the fact that neither Havertz nor Kane featured this week, my team will be boosted by Jansen from the bench. That's another five points. So Damn I'll it. be on at least forty seven. Um, so I'm afraid you have definitely lost. I, I, I haven't enjoyed this game week. It, I I don't have Ronaldo in my team. I don't want him. I don't like him. I don't like the team he plays for. Even as a neutral, looking at the teams around me, Emily Dean, all these people, they've got Ronaldo in their team. You've got Ronaldo in your team. I have to, at some point, throw your hands up and say, you know, we all understand there's going to be fixture rotation. In my era, that meant you might rest a defender. Chelsea, Manchester United and Ronaldo is on the bench. Give us a break. What? Give who a break? Just give FPL players a break. Do you know what I mean? He's one of the most expensive players in FPL. He's got to be starting against Chelsea, surely. I can't... Well... <laughs> I agree, and I'm thinking of offloading him. Now, I brought in Cancelo this week. He got me one point. Reese James, who'd been scoring like 30 <laughs> points a day, got me one point. Captain Salah got me 12. Vardy, a, a lovely switch from Kane for me. I mean, I'd have been on 23 points had I not swapped Kane for Vardy, so I have to see the positives. But I want to ask you something about your team, John, because I, I had a little look. And I've Thanks, never... mate. Yeah, cheeky peek. Did he appear the old curtain back and had a little peek while my team was getting dressed? So you kept some salad. That got you. Uh, that got you the, the requisite twelve. You got Jota. When did you bring mm, him in? I brought him in this week, and let me tell I you, thought you I've had very th- smug you know about it. I'm so glad I didn't know that yesterday because that would have ruined my Saturday. I don't think I'd have been able to cook my soup last night had I known that you'd got him. I went yeah. into the house. I don't remember him having Jota, and that got you fourteen points having him. Yeah, and do you know who I brought God. him in for a guy who we discussed this on the podcast. Rafinha. Time to get rid of Ben Rama. He ben hasn't Rama, scored more than if you rewind. Let's let's actually play in a clip from last week's podcast. It feels like Ben Rama has scored more than two points for the last six years. <laughs> so what? We just scratch me expert. <laughs> So what I did, uh, this and this again speaks to the differing ways that we deal with FPL. What I like to do is look at my team over a period of time. I look at the fixtures, not just next week, but for the coming four or five weeks. And I think, is this player likely to do business? Is it good to take a minus four if I have to, to bring in someone who might, I don't know, score twice? Um, what you like to do is, of course, 10 minutes after the final whistle has gone, change your squad, taking out successful players. And and we can, of course, talk about the successful players you brought in in terms of the curse that have failed to perform. Eurice Jameses. Uh, you've got Ronaldo in there struggling, of course. What yeah. I'd like to talk to you about, Antonio. Matthew, 
is the return to form of players who have been freed of the shackles of being in your team. So talk to me about uh, Robertson, who you transferred out this week. Uh, I've got a tweet here from Splendid77. Robertson played like a man, finally lifted of the curse of Matt Ford. An assist after two minutes, almost had three more. Clean sheet, three bonus points. Thank you, Matt, for finally selling him. We've got our Andy back. Uh, Steven99. Who sold Andy Robertson? Two-minute disaster. Uh, Benetron, assist for Robertson already. Thanks for listing the curse this week. So, yeah. I mean, I was gutted. I was gutted because uh, yesterday... I was, um, on Saturday, I was uh, hosting Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio, and I could see that Liverpool were doing well. Now, obviously, what I have is I have BT Sport on. They're like Sky Sports News Desk type thing. And mm-hmm. I could see the goal alerts coming in. I was just like, one of them's going to be sad. And they could just banging him in. I was like, well, he's at least going to get an assist. When I heard that um, most of the goals have been scored by Jota and that Robertson was starting to get assists. My heart, if I'd have known at that point you had Jota, that would have been the end of it. But knowing that Robertson <laughs> is starting to come good now, mm. actually made me feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, another reason why I felt sick was I'd eaten five mince pies in about 10 minutes. Because I'm telling you, when I go there, I go there. I think they're the most Moorish thing since meat. They are so, once it's in there, you're like, I need more and more and more and more. I think it's only a really good fillet steak that compares to the satisfaction that five mince pies in 10 minutes will give you. Because I'll tell you what you get. You get the richness. You get the flavor. You get that, oh, this is special. We only have this once a year. You get the sugar hit. But you also get fruit. It's a heck of a lot for one little thing to be doing. A a whole box of mince pies. Still got one left. Counting a mince pie, you you don't think that by having five mince pies you've had your five through today, surely? I wasn't going to suggest that, but it's it is odd that I had five. Maybe on some subconscious level, mm. I thought don't have the sixth because there is a five a day element here. You know, maybe an old government warning uh, or recommendation uh, from the chief medical officer had lingered, and that's why I, I had the five. It's a bold view that a mince pie is second only to a good steak. It's not something I've ever heard before. I don't think I'll ever be hearing it again. I think it's a nonsensical view. And, you know, I don't mind a mince pie, but uh, it's ludicrous. I think you just like it because it's got the word meat in it. I like it because it's got mince meat in it. I don't care what... You know what? Even if they were called flubbity gobs, I'd still enjoy them. The word doesn't oh, matter you, anything to me. You'd enjoy them more. What, me? You'd yeah. bag of them flubbity gobs. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd have them all day long, man. Yeah. Um, my only regret is that I didn't buy some cream to go with it. Because I think that would be very nice. Some <laughs> double cream. What, lashings of cream. It's mince meat pie. Oh, I'll tell you what I really get into. I don't know whether you, um, you did this, but on Saturdays as a child... My mum would give us... Oh, this called... is going to be another one of your bleak... Mother no. would give us a piece of oat. We only had the one oat, and my sister and I would share it, and we'd go Licking into the garden side. and look at children who were allowed to play in the street. Well, on a Saturday, my mum would get us both what she called a Saturday treat, and it might be <laughs> oh, like God. some football stickers. No, it's nice, or a, 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 a magazine. for the gas meter. It was my <laughs> job to put it in. You rotter. This is warmth. We're talking about wholesome family uh, times here. So um, you get like some stickers or, uh, you know, a a chomp, Mm -hmm. some snaps, whatever it was, right? Um, To this day, that has lingered with me. And I'm like, Mm. it's a Saturday. I deserve a bit of a treat. And my Saturday treat to myself most Saturdays is cookies. And (laughs) oh, my God. I've got to tell you, as a kid, I called them biscuits. Now, biscuits are different. I do think that. In my teenage years, I've heard people say cookies. I'd have thought, Bleh. you know, what an American affectation, even though mm. I'm a big uh, pro-American. Um, now I'm just like, these are a good gooey cookie, I think is third only to a steak <laughs> and five minutes bite. You can't be a good gooey cookie. Do you and, know that- John, I found somewhere that does amazing vegan cookies. Good. Whole Foods. And next time oh. I see you, I'm going to bring... Oh, no, is that bad? Are they unethical? No, no, they're unethical only in the sense that I imagine each cookie is about eight quid from Whole Foods, isn't it? I'm an extortionate outlet. I think it's four cookies for about three quid. My goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, the only people who speak about food with more zeal and uh, regularity than you 
are campmates in the jungle. Yeah. They're the only people who sit around. You can have just eaten a full meal and still you you could sit around a campfire fantasizing about all the other foods you want. My screensaver, my wallpaper on my laptop for years was a chicken madras. And I just found that such a, you know, like Jamie Foxx's character in Collateral has that little um, picture of like a tropical island. In his, you know, um, what's the little thing that you, in the driver's side and on the passenger side in cars, they have that little thing that flips down to block the sun out. I don't know what you call it. Sun visor. Sun visor. On the other side of that, he had a picture of an island as a way of a motivational thing. I would find that. I'd be like, I'd open up my laptop, fire it up, dun, 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 and then there was a chicken madras. I just thought, what a great thing to motivate me during the day. And what did your girlfriend think about all this? Well, um, I'm not sure I had one at the time. And, and maybe that is linked to that. Maybe. Mm. maybe How that's does she why. feel about the fact you make her sleep in a bed of rice? <laughs> all getting a little bit weird. I spent a lot of time this week, Matthew, thinking about whether Kane, which, let's be honest, I did purely to hurt you, has been mm. my most disastrous signing, or Kai Havertz, which is an experiment <laughs> that has absolutely backfired. And let me tell you, he will he will be gone by game week 14. You know Kai what they call Havertz. that in FPL? The haves and the Havertz. And you, my friend, are a Havertz. <laughs> So you're not wearing Vinnie van der Veek, but he's still writing for you. Oh! I get from that. Um, what? But then when I look at your performance, because when I think I've had a bad game week, and I've got to tell you, anyone who's not in our uh, listener league, do sign up. It's probably too late for you to do well in it now. You've missed 13 game weeks. But there is nothing like the feeling of thinking, I'm having an awful game week, and clicking on Matt Ford's team and thinking, well, how has that happened? I mean, talk to me about... Talk to me about the logic of picking Mo Salah. And as you say, being at um, uh, absolute football this week and watching yeah. those Liverpool goals go in and knowing that that's good in a way I've got Salah. But yeah. you have McCarthy in your fantasy football team goal. So you can't possibly score any points for him if your strikers do well. Yes, but that's always going to be the way with FPL, isn't it? You're always going to, uh, because of the amount of players you've got from different teams, in any one game week, you've often got a striker of yours playing against a defender or a goalkeeper of yours. And you just have to, you have to be philosophical about that, I think. Do you think Obviously, that... But Salah scores 12, right? Because I captained him. Mm-hmm. McCarthy scores zero. That's not, he's not on minus 12. It doesn't directly cancel it out. You're still better off for having Salah and captaining him. Do you wish you'd captained Vardy? I do now, yes. Well, I'll tell you it. what, John. I think most, of it. When most people see their team and the way they've scored, if their top scorer hasn't been their captain, I get. I bet you most people go, oh, I should have captained the person who Absolutely, but it, it all depends on if, if that... I think in a game where that's, you know, Cancelo now we know is excellent, but were that to be Pontus Janssen keeps a clean sheet and scores, you can think, well, I was never going to do that. With a Vardy... Most people would have had that thought. Mm, is Salah going to do better than Vardy this week? Did you ever entertain captaining Vardy? <laughs> tell you what, I did entertain. I'm glad. Ca- entertained captaining Reese James, and that oh would have just my. been that would have been that appalling. Have obviously, made that would have my been terrible. Year. So I want to read terrible. a tweet. Obviously, I've, I, you know the Kane experiment. But I, I signed him knowing they've got good fixtures coming up. They've got, I think, Brentford and Norwich coming up. So I, I yeah. shall be sticking with Harry Kane. This is a tweet from. Ellen Toad. Uh, when Patrick Bamford went on at Comedians FPL podcast, he had a knock that he said would keep him out for a couple of weeks. Six and now I think seven weeks later, no sign of a comeback. Why did you let him speak to Matt Ford, John? The curse has destroyed his season. Do you feel, and we talked recently that, that maybe the curse has moved on and we asked listeners to suggest if they'd inherited the curse, has it gone anywhere? Was it just having a rest? Because you are shit at this. <laughs> well, um, I think it's for you to answer the Patrick Bamford question because you put one of your own players at risk by bringing him into my gravitational field. And I just wonder whether you feel guilt. I mean... I like Patrick Bamford. He's a Nottingham <laughs> boy. He was delightful on this show. He's a very, very talented individual. But I don't feel guilt for that. You, however, as a Leeds fan, as the man who booked him, and then seeing how this has played out, there must be part of you that regrets it, John. It feels bad. 
Yeah, I do slightly, but also I got to speak to a Leeds player. So, yeah. you know, one has to balance the the potential success of, of one's team with the fact that I got to talk to Patrick Bamford, which is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I, I think you may still be cursed in some way because your performance is just, I mean, 33 points this week. With the with the lineup you've got, is, is clearly there is still a problem there. We've had a, a listener email from uh, Sam Brownlee who says, hey, guys, listening over here in San Antonio, Texas. You're kidding. He's in San Antonio? San Antonio, Texas. What's As Texas? featured in the Johnny Yay! Cash song. Oh, I'm I... down to San Antonio. I bet there's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car, probably drinking coffee, coffee, and smoking big cigars, but I know I had it coming. Oh, my God, Folsom Prison Blues. Yes, he says, during last week's podcast, uh, <laughs> you guys talked about uh, where the curse has gone. And he says, I can't help but notice that Manchester United's recent run of form that led to the stacking of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer began when Matt picked up Cristiano Ronaldo. I 100% believe that Ole is the recipient of the curse. It's the only thing that makes sense with how badly that team has played since then. Um, Ollie's gone now. You may have seen Manchester United pick up a point today at Chelsea. That's a good point. A win in midweek. Do you think yeah. he's got the curse? I think it's possible. I mean, we have to remember, Ronaldo's one of the greatest players that's ever played the game. Obviously, he's about 50 now, so that's probably got something to do with it. However fit he is, however many you know sub-zero chambers he plunges himself into, he's still getting on a bit. Um, but, I mean, you know what? If you'd have told me when I was 13, one day you will bring down a curse that makes Man United <laughs> I'd have been so excited. <laughs> I'd have been counting down the days. I'd have been like, oh, what? When? And when you're 39, I'd be like, we've got to wait 26 years, but I guess I'll do stuff in that time. I guess time will pass. So as a result of your defeat this week, you will be making a calendar to match the Jack Graylish's Cards calendar. <laughs> Graylish. Yes, I shall. I shall it's got doing... to a point now where you're so in my head, I can't remember how I say it and what the right way to say it is. Oh. And I get nervous every time I get to the cut of Jack, I think, oh no, what's the bad one? That's a real insight because I've always felt the dynamic of our relationship is that you really know how to press my buttons, but that you are basically unprovocable. Wow. And that no matter what I do, it will have no effect on you. But that has just let me know that actually occasionally... I do get to you. And yeah. that in all the years I've known you, I, I was never aware. So I'll do that I'll do that um calendar for you anyway. You do that. the calendar. Do I have to recreate each individual one or, or can I just do twelve freestyle? No, I want you to definitely want you to do the jumping up one in shorts. Okay. Um so I want you to match let's say you can match half and freestyle half. I want the sitting okay. on the chair with the ball uh <laughs> under your feet. Yeah. And I want the jumping up. Uh, where I can uh, potentially see your two, uh, two what? gentlemen. Your balls. Okay. Um, and Maybe. then after that, you can have a think. Um, now, we need to discuss upcoming forfeits. Um, yeah. So we've had one in from Snigsy. Snigsy! Oh, Snigsy. Um, he says forfeit for next week is uh, not allowed to captain Mo Salah. Now, he says for the rest of the season. Oh, you can't have that. I think that's ludicrous. I'll just sell him, pal. I think to force our hand, because a couple of people have strayed away. Maisie Adam uh, did it last week and was rewarded. Had you captain Vardy this week, you would have been rewarded. I think we mm. could both do with a bit of that. Okay. So let's just say whoever Woo! loses on this in midweek fixtures cannot captain Mo Salah next weekend. <laughs> so sad about this. I was like, that's a really easy one for me to do. No consideration that I might not be having to do it. I was like, oh, that's good. I don't have to, like, shave myself or go to the park and leap around. Do you know what I mean? Or get electrocuted or stabbed. At least this is, I can I can do that forfeit very quickly in the comfort of my own home. So that that's will be nice. game week 15 when Liverpool are playing Wolves. So, you know, a, a game week when you possibly would have done that. Now, I want to speak to you, Matthew, about a, a further forfeit. What? Um, this is coming from at Ron Richardson. Um, okay. He says, how about if I beat you every game week between now and Christmas, I am allowed to humanely destroy Vinnie van der Veet. Right. But there's no... Where's the quid pro quo? That is just pain for me. That's if your life is terrible, I'm going to make it worse. 
Where's the carrot? Well, no, the carrot is why don't you? You only have to win one game. You know what you're like. Now and you're, Christmas. you're like that git in the subway yes. in Squid Game, going, "Oh, just flip over my thing," and then you're just going to be there slapping me round the face until I agree to go to some dystopian wasteland and watch other people get executed. That's what yeah, you're doing. Too- you're abusing your position of power to enjoy um, mocking someone offering- weaker than you. I'm simply offering you the chance to have a better life. You're no more than a despot. We get a lot of email, you know, and I'm fine with a bit of provocation, but it's getting to the point now where those of us who don't like Vinnie van der Veet hate Vinnie van der Veet. So for them, there has to be a little carrot that says he possibly, and and I'll use him nicely, I'll use him as my stocking for Christmas, um, and all I've asked for for Christmas is loose acid. <laughs> Hold on. This is like saying, oh, those of us who don't like sheep want to see them stuffed in blenders. That's not how life works. If you don't like something, sometimes you either just have to avoid it or suck it up or no, change your mind and grow to love Vinnie van der Veet. Now, Vinnie, I'm not in, in the sheep show. business. I have been sparing with Vinnie. Because I understand that mm-hmm. in democracy, losers' consent is very important. So even though the vote to keep Vinny was decisive, I understand that a sizable proportion of our fan base don't like him. Therefore, I'm not going to overuse him. However, I'm very fond of him. The idea that I would ever put his place outside of a blender at risk is absolutely unthinkable. No deal. Right, well, we'll put that to... Uh, we'll see what the listeners make of that. Hello at cpfpl.com. Um <laughs> This isn't a consultation. It requires no feedback. The deal is off. What you want to be able to email in to say kill Vinnie Van Der Veet? Yeah, even I think I've made saved. you. A, I've made you a good offer there because the alternative is I find him and I will take him. You know, you I remind will me of? find a way of getting him out of this show. You remind me of Nicola Sturgeon. You ask for a referendum. <laughs> you were going to say Liam Neeson. <laughs> no. That's what I was going for. You remind me of Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah. You ask for a referendum. You get one. You lose it. You just cannot accept the result. And then you try and make life so intolerable for the victors that they eventually, just to for a calm, peaceful life, end up trying to placate you. Let I'm me not going to make that mistake. Let me no tell deal. you people down there in London. Let me tell you. Because... You and your Westminster bubble, they're very excited about your Vinnie van der Veet. Let me tell you, outside of London, where there are people with jobs and lives who don't like you, we don't like Vinnie van der Veet, and I have a very special set of skills. And if you continue to wear that puppet, I will find you, and I will get in your sock. Like, I don't want cockaliki. I don't want cockaliki. That is absolutely my base plate for the Scottish accent. Now you run off to the kitchen and tell the chef there's another order for. <laughs> there's a laddie. <laughs> it's from, it's from the witches, the original witches. We've not seen it. My favourite. There's an amazing way. So he's trying to chat up Angelica Euston, who's the head witch, and it's the way he says the word compassion because it's so rare to meet a woman of such compassion. And for years, I thought compassion was like a sexual word because of the way he'd said it. What genius! <laughs> I'm pleased to reveal that Josh Widdicombe will not be. Receiving a VHS of uh, Up and Under. He did not beat us this week. Let's find out what he made of his game week. John, hello, 40. Um, just to say, obviously, uh, thoroughly disappointed to lose, but um, as we discussed last week on the podcast, um, put that behind me and move on. I've already got over it, so no need to worry about me. And, uh, you know, Well, that was last week's guest, Josh Widdicombe. We're delighted to join this week's guest, the fantastic comedian and manager of the Dell Boys, Paul McCaffrey. Hello, Paul. Hi, Matt. How you doing? I'm good. There's one thing I want to just clear up before we start. Your okay. team name. I'm guessing the reason it's called the Dell Boys is you're a Southampton fan, used to play yep. at the Dell, mm. but it's also an Only Fools and Horses reference. Yes. It works on a few levels, actually. Well, two. 
as far yes. as I'm aware. Okay. So, do you do you take a Del Boy attitude towards your team? Are you are you going bargain basement? Are you uh, are some of these players knock off? To be honest with you, uh, for the last sort of couple of weeks, I have. Uh, I mean, what's happened here? Is you've managed to find something in uh, fantasy football that has combined my two biggest hates, which uh, is <laughs> admin and losing. <laughs> um, so I've now found myself in a situation where I'm doing, uh, I've got a workload that I don't want, which I'm not getting paid for, which is ultimately making me feel bad. Yeah, yeah. I had a wonderful moment the other week driving. I was driving up to my mum's house and I was catching up on your superb podcast, What's Upset You Now, with uh, you. Short Walsh. And mm. the open, literally the opening five or ten minutes of an episode is you both saying, oh, I've been dragged back into FPL recently and talking about how miserable it's made you. And I'm sure most of your listeners enjoyed that but i got to be in the car thinking <laughs> i did that it's a double whammy for you i mean i really yeah it's it, i mean notoriously the most stressful job in the world a sort of premiership manager and to do it <laughs> to do it on a voluntary basis is insanity <laughs> and i mean as bad as i am i'm still doing better than 40 i don't know what i don't know how i'm managing that you captained vardy you got you 24 you got 52 points this week paul you're one of the highest achievers <laughs> in the entire <laughs> league I, I'm going to change my name to the Accidental High Achievers. I mean, there is like, there's McCaffrey out banners on my laptop. It's <laughs> Paddy, Paddy Power have already paid out on my sacking. But you've done really I've well. Lost, I mean, I've lost the laptop. <laughs> you're 40 so points well. ahead of Matthew. Crucially, I don't know how. I, I have literally not... Uh, uh, done anything to my team for the last th- maybe three uh, weeks. Well, there is a lot to be said for that. Josh Widdicombe we had on last week. Mm. We goaded him into making two substitutions and he had an awful week as a result. So there is well, a, an ongoing theory that the best thing you can do is leave it. Just leave it. Well, here's the thing. So I tr- I used my free hit. I, also, I should say, this is the first time I've ever done fantasy football. I've never I've never done this before. So at one point early in the season, I it wasn't uncommon for me to have... Uh, three players from each, like, you know, so Man United playing Arsenal, I'd have three Arsenal players and three Man United players uh, mm. playing. Um, and anyway, the week I pl- I used my free hit, I kind of picked all of the sort of form sides and the form players, and they all had an off week. Oh, man. I hate it. That's basically happening to me, Paul, every week. <laughs> all my players, these players are hot, hot, hot. Cancelo, James, Salah, Vardy, Ronaldo. People say Ronaldo's one of the greatest players to ever live. I basically got Zeus. He was, he was still 40 whacked him in his fantasy football team. This would be like having Zeus. That'll be a chapter in his autobiography. <laughs> You put the voodoo curse on him. You're like a bloody witch doctor, that. But if I am then, do you not feel slightly risky in slagging me off? Because imagine what pain... (laughs) I think I can't imagine there's anything you could do that would make my life any worse. (laughs) Try your best, mate. I could write for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lovely cell phone there. Beautiful. I'm annoyed that I didn't think of it. (laughs) (laughs) Can you remember? This is like, I know this is private chat, but we're all comedians here. (laughs) Paul and I often lived together in Edinburgh during the festival. There was a year, I think it was like, it must have been around 2014, 15, where my Ed Miliband impression was a like the centerpiece of my show, and I, I did a bit <laughs> of been any point in the last 10 years. Oh, you rotter! <laughs> I was doing a Gordon Ramsay one as well. Literally, every morning, I'd be sat there in the front room, and McCaffrey would come in and do it. You know, like that bit that David Brent does to like the staff, he'd come in and go, Be a bit weird, wouldn't it? If, uh... if uh... <laughs> oh, go on, you do it. <laughs> Be a bit weird if uh, Gordon Ramsay and Ed Miliband were in uh, Weatherspoons together. What would I say, Fordy? Two pints of Cronenberg. Come on, f*** you. <laughs> Come on, f*** you. F*** me. They're mouldy, you pillock. Come on. Every day. Every day. Oh, it was a great summer, that. It really was. Um, 
Do you remember also when I bought the? Uh, sorry to just <laughs> tales of last night together. When I bought the uh, the, fa- the fake turd from Vegas. No, no, hold on, just before you tell this story, I forgot to tell you that had repercussions years down. Serious. <laughs> it had repercussions years down the line. So tell tell them what happened, and I'm going to tell you something that I don't think I've ever told you before. I bought um, a fake turd uh, in Las Vegas, uh, which I brought back with the sole, the sole intention of um, planting in the bathroom in our shared Edinburgh accommodation. I then took a picture of it, which I tweeted underneath saying, I cannot believe what has just happened. I've come back to the house I'm sharing with at Matt Ford and found this on the bathroom floor. I've said, what the hell is going on here? To which Fordy replied, it's my bathroom. I'll shit where I want. (laughs) So anyway, anyway, that goes out. I thought it was quite funny. People at um, my agent's office didn't think it was funny and were like, obviously didn't realise it was a fake turd. So loads of people at Edinburgh genuinely thought that this had happened. (laughs) The amount of people that thought that was a real, yeah. I was so disappointed. I was like, of course it's not real. Then I looked real. I was like, it's a fake turd. You wouldn't tweet about it if it was real. Anyway, years later, I don't even remember, Paul, but I'd I'd booked as a, a flat that was so bad I had to get us moved even before you'd arrived. Oh, yes. I booked this place. It's terrible. I complain. And basically, um, they're, they're, they're not playing ball. We would, I was really struggling to get the money back. So I tweeted them. And then, basically, I got a phone call that said, look, don't go publicly. Delete that tweet. Otherwise, we'll tell them what happened before. I was like, what? They said, oh, yeah, when you, when you shat the bed. I said, I've never shat the bed. And then basically, Chinese whispers from that fake turd. And I, it took me ages to get to the bottom of it. I was like, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, there was even a tweet about it, all this. And anyway, basically, what had happened was that tweet had gone on file somewhere at some letting agent. Incredible. And they genuinely thought, yes, the years later, I, I, I struggled to get a refund and then was threatened with kind of like basically brown mail that they were going <laughs> to like blow the lid. I was like, well, it wasn't even in the bed. It was on the toilet floor. And it was a fake turd. <laughs> Why is no one believe? Like years later. Oh, it was oh, terrible. So childish. Two points to raise. When you when you say you brought back a fake turd from Vegas, you didn't go to Vegas just to get a fake turd. What's that film with Tom Cruise? Well, yeah, gone over there like on a mule, a turd mule. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I've got to say, actually, in your defence, Forty, or, or like, you have got me. I'd say comfortably five April Fool's days in a row, oh. <laughs> and with various different angles yeah. as well. And hook, line, and sinker every time. You stop thinking of April Fools when you're about twelve, don't you? Beckham signing for Southampton. That was one. <laughs> that was amazing. That was a really good one because I sent that to so many people. So I was at Talk Sport at the time, and the key was I think I sent it around midnight. And obviously with comedians because they're working late, they don't often realise that it's the following day because they haven't been to bed yet. So April the first hasn't happened. So I just sent that to various people. I said, "Keep it under your hat." I've just heard this at Talk Sport. <laughs> Beckham is signing for you. So you're clearly a man open to being you know, deceived on account of your yeah, love. Massively gullible, and, yeah, massively Um Your team is called the Dell Boys, but I can't see yes. any Southampton players in your team. Is that... No, no, no. well, I just kind of keep hurt. having these sort of, sort of half methods. I'm like, right, well, I won't put any sort of Southampton players in there. I kind of toyed with the idea of putting Ward Prowse in, but... Feels like last year's story, doesn't it, Ward Prowse? Mm. Quite, quite often see him in Sainsbury's. Oh, yeah. what does it, what, and do you ever check what's in his basket? I don't know. I don't know if how happy he'd be about some weird-looking bloke following him around the supermarket. Jorping in his basket. <laughs> Bending it in round the aisle, isn't he? Eggs have just landed in his basket, but he's three aisles away. He's in there a lot. I'm not, I, I would say this. I've definitely seen him in there kind of multiple times in the week. He, like myself, is definitely not a fan of the weekly shop. That's the inside scoop for you. That's a really good scoop. So what aisle do you tend to see him on? Always sort of, yeah, always in the fruit and veg, actually. But that's only just because that's the sort of entrance to the store. And it's also the kind of aisle where there is, you know, it's it's three aisles worth of space um, open. So it's probably the most the place I'm most likely to spot it. Well, he's a, he's a Premier League footballer. He's always in space, isn't he? So, you know, it's just positional sense is good even in the supermarket. But it's good <laughs> to know that he's getting fruit and veg, that he's not always in like, it's not like he's always near the backing. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's buying fruit and veg. That's just where I've seen him. 
he could be passing through. It's the thing with the modern footballer and what they say about they've got too much free time on their hands and they used to drink and go out and now mm. they don't do that. Mm. They do. There's something quite tragic about seeing them just doing their shopping. And, and, and when you said that thing about not liking the big shop, that's a sort of retired person's way of injecting some excitement into your life, isn't it? If what I do the weekly shop? shop? Yeah, I don't want to know on a Monday what I'm going to eat on a Friday. So, you know, if I go every day, that's a bit of excitement for me. I don't want James Ward-Prowse to live his life like that. Like, oh, it's two for one on that, but well, then I'll have to eat it tomorrow and I won't have that thrill. You're a Premier League footballer. Buy one, sling it straight <laughs> in a skip outside. <laughs> just do something sexy. Yeah, come on, mate. It feels weird just going to a normal... You, you just imagine, oh, they just get stuff curried over from Fortnum's. You know, what do you mean you've got to go to Sainsbury's and fiddle around in yeah. the courgettes like a normal person? What? You get that thing where you need them to have a brilliant life because we all want that life. And if yeah. that life is normal, there's nothing to... Me and Lucy, Not it's a very different story, but Lucy and I on our honeymoon went to Lanzarote. And I absolutely... We were in a karaoke bar that had all like fake parrots on the walls watching divorced men sing songs very badly. And I was in my element. Glimpse into the future. <laughs> absolutely. Almost nodding to Lucy. You see... <laughs> When you do leave, I'll just come here so you can't hurt me. But someone came up to us and just said to me, what are you doing in here? He was like, he was annoyed. He was the only person that knew who I was, but he was annoyed that I was there. It's for gold wristbands only. But I do know what you mean. It's like when you're doing in here. Isn't it like Wayne Rooney really likes like a coupon for for money? Like, <laughs> like that. So like they're always losing like kind of like thirty percent off vouchers and Zizis or whatever. It's always quite odd when you see like oh bloody hell, Centre Parks at the weekend and Harry Kane was there with his family. Or did you ever see that episode of MTV Cribs? And I can't remember who it was, but there was a Fulham player on there and a really. Sh- house oh yeah it was just like a new build like an astro in the drive and he's really pleased with it just, oh yeah this is so, I, mean, I think i could probably afford that house i reckon if Whoa. they're getting really cool if you're getting like three cases of champagne and like range rovers maybe the thrill for you is using a sort of 30 percent off in zz's maybe he just likes going to look at like the, the weird new stuff the seasonal aisle maybe he's like, oh, i'll just go and see what if i can get an advent calendar some chocolate christmas tree decorations who are we talking about now war prowse yeah. All right. You don't think he's into Christmas? You've, you've, well, you've, looking you've... for advent calendars in the fruit and veg. I mean, I know footballers are stupid, but surely. Hello, <laughs> 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 mate. Can I help you? Yeah, you've got any advent calendars? No, mate. This is cucumbers and turnips. <laughs> I'll take 24 of each. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you beat us this week to to spice things up a bit, um, what about a, a bespoke advent calendar? Okay, have you got an advent it, calendar? I mean, you sounded like that was the shittest thing you've ever been offered. Be, so. That would be that would be lovely. Yeah, no, I haven't got an advent calendar. No, why do you hate our way of life, Paul? <laughs> why haven't you got an advent calendar yet, mate? I'm trying not to tell us. To it. An advent calendar would be absolutely lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Just let it out the gap. Very very kind. <laughs> Thank you so much. It feels like it's not enough, given that you you opened this by saying that um, this has been one of the worst things you've ever done in in terms of the admin (laughs) and the losing, and that 4D couldn't possibly make your life any worse. So, you know, behind one of the doors will be some therapy. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Cheers, Paul. Thank you very much. This time is it the post. Now, what we did ask for last week is uh, times when you have not behaved in a manner that you feel befitting of your uh, stature after Mm -hmm. your team has lost. And we've had an email from Jack Brokenshire in Maidstone. Um, Hi, John and Matt. Really enjoying the podcast. I caught up with the Maisie Adam episode. You mentioned losing it at football. A couple of years ago, I was watching Everton play Manchester United on TV with my Manchester United supporting brother-in-law. Manchester United won 4-0. I lost it lashed out and kicked a punch bag. Not the soft bit, but the hard concrete base. Safe to say my foot was injured for at least a week. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that could have been so much worse. You could have shattered every bone in your foot. There's so many issues there, isn't there? In what situation are you watching a football game in a place where there is also a punch bag? (laughs) In some sort of dojo. And also... (laughs) By definition, I'm guessing you would do that. (laughs) I'm just into the dojo. 
Pain does exist in this dojo. That actually really hurts. Well, I'm <laughs> guessing you would do that because you know that if your team loses, you like to lash out. So you would put the punch bag there as a way of saying that's a place I can put my violence. And you've you've failed to use it correctly. I once kicked a fruit machine during a Forest Derby game. Did you? Felt bad for that. One of the one of my most vivid memories is as a child on the Isle of Wight. We got taken to Ride Pier and we were given uh, a pound coin each to occupy ourselves for a set period of time. And I walked past, you know, the Tuppany Nudge, yeah. um, you know. The, the two P machines. Probably in the other direction came a young Ben Shepherd who no saw way. that and thought, I'm having that. One day I should oh. turn this into TV's greatest quiz. Oh, I genuinely thought you'd seen Ben Shepherd. As if I'd no remember. Way. As if I'd remember meeting Ben Shepherd and thinking, I met you 30 years ago. I was just about to say to him, why didn't you mention this when we were on Good Morning Britain the other week? God, I'm dense. Um, you know, it's not Vinny Van Der Veet you should be trying to execute. It's me. Just put me out my misery. Take me to the knacker's yard. Put a no, no, there's, 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 there's game in you. It's fun teasing you. Um, I walked past a Topney Nudge machine, and I'd say about 12p fell out the bottom. You know when sometimes oh. just gravity tips? Yeah. And I was so excited. And I looked down and I picked it up. And one of the attendants from the arcade was there. And he made me give him this 12p. He said it wasn't mine because I hadn't played the game. And I would have been about six or seven. And it was 12p. And it <sighs> burns inside to this day. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, next time I see you, I'm going to give you 12p. I'm going to write that mate. wrong. Oh, I might even adjust it for inflation. Different. How old were you? Uh, oh, about six or seven. Six so or we're seven. talking 30, 25 years ago. Okay, 25 years. Plus a bit. Um, Probably nearly 40. 40. 40. 40. 40. I'm just making year. a note. I'm making a note. I'm going to do some uh, maths there. 12p. Oh, there's an inflation calculator on the Bank of England website. Oh. <laughs> All right, James Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited by that. Oh. oh, my God, this is amazing. So, oh, my God. So, 12 Sainsbury's have got a two for one on Easy Peel Clementins. <gasps> what a week. Oh, you can't do. Oh. 12p. Why don't you do 12 quid? 12 quid and then, yeah, round it down. So, in what year would it have been? So, you're born in... I would have been talking 82. So, around 89, 90. That sort of, that sort okay. of time. Let's do 89, because then we might get an extra year's worth of inflation out of it. Yeah, you're doing yourself out of 7p here, mate. Okay. So, oh my God. So, that would be £30.53. So, I'm going to give you £3.50. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, three pounds and five p. Three pounds and five p. Three pounds um, and five p. Coming your way, and that, ladies and gentlemen, was in conjunction with the Bank of England inflation calculator. Proud partners of Comedian <laughs> Less proud, I think, if they listen to that you doing maths live there. Three um, pounds and five p. Coming your way. It's a lovely gesture. Or in London, half a pint of beer. Oh, satire as well. Improv. Improv. Do you know who loves the improv? Go on. The young. We asked for our youngest listener. Have we had any any in? We have. It's Ooh. from Rob. It says, John, 40. I am a four-month-old Ted responding to Fordy's request to hear from our youngest listener. I enjoy the podcast as it's nice to listen to a man I know has less bowel control than me, having a breakdown as he speaks through a sock. <laughs> Below are some photos of me listening to the podcast. My mood's soaring as we realise Matt's once again made significant changes to his team prior to the international <laughs> European victory. And there's lovely pictures of him. Oh, they're so oh, cute. there he is. He's got that oh. massive head. He's smiling away. Oh, that is very, very, very cool. So, from Rob Walker. Are we having that? It's a cute kid, Ted, and I, yeah. I like the gag. But Ian isn't asking to listen, is he, Ted? He's being subjected to it by Rob. Fair he's point. not. He's not voluntarily. He's not going to. I mean, if we, I don't know, if we check our reviews on the app and someone's just written, yeah, yeah, then <laughs> you know, maybe this kid is way ahead. I mean, uh, or, or indeed, it means I've been reviewing my own podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, you've activated the uh, Google Translate in your pocket again. You've pocket dialed Google Translate. Um, I reckon if you're in your 20s, you may be our youngest listener. So email us, hello at cpfpl.com. I reckon if you're in your 50s, you might be our eldest. But if you're older or younger than that, just get in touch. If you think you might be our oldest or youngest listener, this is important social research. This is the CPFPL census. Email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. Brought to you by gov.uk. <laughs> well, 
there's the there's the final business of dedicating the show to someone and oh, yeah. the pathetic pathetic idea that people are going to claim that their favorite drink is water to get on the show and it's going to work we're going to read one out um you asked people to back oh, you up yes. water being your favorite drink so this is incredible we've had a lot of people get in touch about this no back we haven't no i don't believe you i just don't believe you had a few tweets yeah okay but we had an email check this out it says hi guys my favorite drink is water love this stuff coincidentally my surname is drink water shout out to all the water drinkers and all the drink waters all the best jack drink water p.s can i be a cpfpl water drinking ambassador yes you can jack you already are you don't need our permission. You've done it. You're flying, Peter. Oh, my God. Jack Drinkwater drinks water. <laughs> loves it. Isn't that magical? See, when people say, all this podcasting, you go, I've got to tell you about a guy called Jack Drinkwater. He got in touch. He likes water. He drinks it. It's called Drinkwater. I mean, you can't, you can't write narratives like this. That's just because his name's Drink. I mean, if you hear something enough, then, you know, you just, you, you do it, don't you? If they'd <gasps> called him like, Jack I'm... loves Ribena, then I'm sure he would prefer Ribena. Like that gorilla that went, well, I was going to say bat shit, obviously went ape shit and drank all that Ribena. Do you remember that? No. Oh, man, there was a gorilla a couple of years ago, escaped from the zoo, and they found him in the pantry just sculling Ribena. That's a dream you had. No, it's real, but undiluted. Imagine a gorilla after all that oh. undiluted Ribena. I just feel like that's a story I would have heard of. I think you've had a dream. Mate, I'm Googling it now. Gorilla escaped London Zoo and down five litres. Kombuka oh. down five litres of blackcurrant squash while on the run. A 29-stone gorilla escaped from his London Zoo enclosure but was found drinking five litres of Ribena. Oh, my That's God. Tooth kind? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, no. Oh, naughty gorilla. <laughs> naughty gorilla. Well, if you've... Well, what's the most Ribena you've ever had? Eat <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. No, don't. You very rarely get a schism like this on a show. But can I, as co-host, say, don't bother to email about the most Ribena? I want to know. You don't. I I want to know. You don't want to know how much Ribena people have drunk. And if you do, (laughs) spend some time with your girlfriend. Go for a walk. Cook a soup. I've got beetroot that needs pickling. Lucy's ordered a double juicing box. We never put the beetroot in because nobody likes it. I've got a lot of pickling to do. I've got stuff going on in my life. And I've got a whole tray of roasted beetroots. I've got to peel them. It's late. I've got to worry about my FPL team. There's a lot going on. If you want to email, put on the subject matter for the attention of Matt Ford because I don't care how much Ribena you've had. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. We've got our first midweek <laughs> fixtures next week, so we'll be releasing the podcast next Saturday morning. Two episodes in a week so that we can cover game week 14. Remember to send us forfeit ideas, especially, or if you'd like, specific guests on the show, tweet at ComediansFPL or email us at hello at cpfpl.com. Good luck in the midweek fixtures. And if you do, just mark it for my attention, but... Let us know the most amount of Ribena or Vimto you've ever had in a day. Oh, he's changing it now. Oh, I care about Vimto, mate. Of course I do. I want to hear about Vimto. I don't want to hear about Ribena. Seven Ups, right. You know, I know they're distinct. They do have distinct flavours, but they're basically in the same wheelhouse, aren't they? Oh, and also, thank you so much to everyone who's left us a review on iTunes. It really does help uh, other people find the show. So if you could keep doing that, that'd be great. We'll see you in a few days. Isn't this exciting? Twice in a week. Bye. Bye. 